hello hey this is jared your old friend jared yeah I, yeah i know we haven't talked in like 10 years i can't believe you're calling me right now. you you stood me up on our movie night you like i i i had the popcorn bucket ready wink wink <laughs> and it was gonna be a great time and you never showed you never showed so i had i had to eat the popcorn myself in the bucket that i prepared oh well i'm i'm sorry that happened to you but you know let's focus on me more hey so i i need a favor what 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 could you possibly want do you still get that pork and apple pie recipe because i have some friends coming over some guests and we're gonna watch a movie together and uh, we're gonna eat popcorn you know where you cut the hole out of the bottom um <laughs> but we want to we're gonna it's a it's a fuck movie orgy. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do with you. You make you... a great apple pie. I do. It <laughs> reminds me of a meme I saw recently. Okay, tell us. Um, it's a TikTok meme. It's like a cat like looking pissed off. How I look at my husband when I say pull porks for dinner and he says, oh, I got some pork for you to pull. Oh, yeah, that's like eye roll shit. That's real eye roll shit right there. <laughs> it made me laugh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. My name is Jared. That is Dan. We are here to review independent films. That Hello. is what happens on That is the what show. we happen. That, that's what that we happen. That is what we happen. Yes. <laughs> you said it right. Who? You did a good. You did a good. Words. Fun. Dan, we watched a film called Isaac 2023. Isaac. Was it sent to us by the director? Yes, Tariq. Okay. Tariq Saeed, I believe. We're saying that correct. He's the writer and director of this film. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's based in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just from just from the people driving on the wrong side of the cars. Yeah, they drove on the wrong side of the cars. Man, we are really good at words today. We are so. If you're excited about how well we're speaking now. It's only going to get worse as the episode goes on. <laughs> they came on and they started speaking in, in a British accent. I'm like, hmm. I mean, this hmm. could be the UK. And then I saw the uh, car and I'm like, yes. Yes, yes it is. What if, <laughs> what if they're all Americans just pretending to be from the UK? You don't know. That's Actors right. Can You're do right. anything they want. They can. Okay. Including drive on the wrong side of the car. That's right. I don't think it's the wrong side of the cars for them. Okay, I'm being Dan. ignorant on purpose. You ignorant. <laughs> we love All you. Right, anyways. Uh, we love you. I'm fine. We're fine. I don't know if I love you. Well, we're working on it. So we watched Isaac. It's a film. Dan, tell us about what Isaac is. Okay. So Isaac is about a um, couple who is has has a loss in their family they have a kid and then she dies very young and um they sign up for this new program where they are basically going to get a child from i think like their their genes combined with meat proteins basically like a science like a a big science corporation is like Mm -hmm. milling babies basically and they're they're going to get this child and it's um the the child has complications and it's about this father's plight to to save the child essentially yeah yeah and in dealing with the guilt of losing a child and then this this whole family thing being all messed up so first off the title isaac yes. is the name of the kid yes 
there are a lot of movies named Isaac. So it yes. made it a little difficult for me to find this. I did find it on IMDb, but if you just go type in like, even like Isaac 2023, there are a bunch of films that have been released like this year called Isaac. So I don't, I think that's kind of a detriment to the film. Dan, do you think this matters at all? No. No? Um, Because this is the film that I watch called Isaac, and it's already better than all the other films. (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen the other films, to be fair, but this one is a pretty strong contender. Okay. Well, it sounds like you like this movie. I like this film quite a bit. Oh, okay. All right, well, ask me a question. I'm a very big fan of it. Jared, how did you feel about the editing in this film? I thought it was really good. I really liked the way this uh, film flowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know you didn't ask me, but like the camera work, yeah, I really c- liked cinematography a lot. is my next question. Like they do a lot of really fun things. In oh this. yeah, like so many cool camera movements, and then like I think this, I think what what carries this film, the narrative is intriguing as hell. I love it, but mm-hmm. what carries you through this film is the the tasteful editing. And how editing essentially is telling the like, this is a film where the narrative and the editing are like neck and neck. Like they, they depend on each other for, for storytelling. And then the camera movement is just incredible. Like every time that, well, it's twice, twice that I remember where he's walking up the stairs and then like the camera's on the top of the stairs but it's going through the the railings oh and you just it tracks them as they go up and they're just kind of creeping up and they're like i don't want to do this it's so good and this dude the soundtrack in this film the score of this film is incredible it's so good Okay, so I did like the score, but I will say sometimes there were certain scenes where there was a lack of music, and I Uh, wanted something there. I disagree. I think the score came up where it needed to come up, and it went away whenever it needed to go away. It was creepy. It, like, fit the mood of this this film so, so well. I feel like I'm going to praise the hell out of this film, and Jerry's going to be like, but did you consider this? Welcome to what the show is. (laughs) (laughs) that's literally what we do here like one of us usually really likes it and the other one's like um but actually (laughs) okay so with isaac he is kind of like the monster of the film or there's he's like the scary other and like jaws they don't show him that much. How did you feel about... They don't show him at all. Well, yes. How did you feel about that going through the film? At first, I... Okay, I don't know how to describe it. I, I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Whenever I realized that I'm never going to see the kid, I'm like, ooh, this is really smart because I'm still engaged even though I'm never going to get to see this monster. Yeah. Because, like, the the evidence that you get that he is a monster shows up on the characters. Like, he, he mutilates his parents, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. And we're spoiling it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we kind of are, yeah. Um, again, with the sound design, I feel like they could have conveyed the horror that is Isaac Moore with hearing him upstairs. So, oh, like, we hear his yeah, foot... Okay footsteps sometimes of like pitter patter pitter patter he's up there but we don't ever hear him like wailing or whining or making any creepy sounds isaac lives in the attic in this makeshift room that they made okay originally it's really nice 
we have to spoil it. Like we're getting in. We're I, I feel like we right, crossed right, the line too fine. many times. Okay, hold on, hold on. So we're gonna spoil Isaac. We're sorry <laughs> if we already have. I mean, it's it's basically like this one premise. It's a very it's it's simple but effective. It's a yeah. like this is what this fucking movie is. And you find out very quickly. I I still think you can find a lot of enjoyment going into it, knowing what you already know. Um, but Isaac, uh, where is it streaming? I if just it is it, at I don't all? think it's streaming anywhere. We got a private link to like a UK site. If the director lets us know, we'll definitely post it when we post this episode. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, it's hard for me to find it right now. All right, we're gonna spoil it. Here we go. Beep beep boop boop beep 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 boop boop. Spoilers. All right, go ahead. Okay, so his dad is the sole caretaker because mom left. Yeah. And we'll talk about that soon. But Isaac is kept in an attic and fed through a little trap door, kind of like... Um, yeah, like he's a prisoner. Yeah, and it's it's very cruel, very unethical. The reasoning behind it is, like, it's logical. Because the, the dad... So basically... At the beginning of the film, whenever they're talking about Isaac, whenever the doctor lady's like, okay, you're going to get this kid, but we are technically his guardian until he's 18 years old. And we can take him away at any time. So that was the caveat. And now the dad's like, if I tell them that he's defective, he's going to take my, or they're going to take my son away from me. And I love my son, despite him being this insane monster kid. Yeah. And he wasn't like that originally. I think... Up until he was eight years old. Yeah. Is when he started getting heat. So basically he would either completely shut down or become extremely erratic and like shaky and, and violent. Yeah. And they're like, what is going on with him? And now he only eats this synthetic meat that the same company, the same company that makes these kids or is doing these experiments is also making the meat that he eats and you find out that it's the same protein from the the same protein that makes the meat is also the same protein that makes the kids it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah so basically they've been feeding him himself yeah and in the film this is like a form of mad cow disease where cows i looked this up too how they got mad cow diseases they were being fed ground up meat products of themselves yeah. like of just other cows and that's what caused them to go freaking nuts and mad cow disease is apparently incurable you mm. just basically go you have dementia and you just lose all motor function and then you you like you're done and in this movie this version of it how it's a it's almost like they're creating a zombie outbreak it yeah. feels like like yeah. these people are becoming zombies which I, I like that take on it now my thing is there's a like, I, I like the, like, what if futuristic type of thing of that, but is this a real fear that, like, us altering the genes of humans is going to also, like, because that's the same technology of, like, us messing with, with like, uh, what is it called? Fake meat? Or, like, I can't believe it's not real meat. <laughs> is this a real fear? I don't know. Beyond meat. I don't know about that. Like, I, I suppose it could be. I mean, it, okay, so it has been a real fear. Is this I, even possible is it, what I'm trying to say. It is science fiction. It is. But I do think there is a certain real anxiety that is behind it. However, it's not the most pressing anxiety right now because it's AI that's the most pressing anxiety right now. Yes, like, that is true. a problem. This mm -hmm. other thing is still a little too science fiction 
whereas AI is no longer science fiction and it's 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 invading spaces. So I think there is an anxiety there, and I think it's a relevant anxiety, but I think it's still very much in the fantasy realm. Well, because the whole crux of this film is like they are genetically modifying this man and this woman's child. So we have Nicholas is the uh, the husband and Sarah's the wife, right? Yeah. So their first child died because he had a very rare genetic disease that's passed down from the dad. I And if they have another kid, that disease is going to go there. But wait, hold on. Them doing this experiment, they're supposed to remove all of those diseases from the kid, but somehow... I, I guess it, the, like a new disease gets reintroduced because they're feeding him basically human, <laughs> I, uh, I guess. Yeah. And it's like are people are eating human. I don't well, know. Soiling green is people, bro. Um, yeah, it is true. I've read that. I, I think, I think and this might be my only critique of the film. Now that you've kind of brought it up in this way, I, I, I feel like this plot line is a little bit of a dated concept. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not a pressing matter. Like, it, it feels like this this film would have been ho- at home in like the late '90s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's not a bad thing because it's still very much a ethical issue, and ethics are always going to be. Um, that is a huge thing with yeah, this film. It, yes. it's, it's always Ethically. going to be a, a universal concept that we can debate. I just think like. Having these two things separate, genetically getting rid of, like, your kid is going to be born with a terminal illness that we can remove. Yeah. That seems ethical. But then when you get into the realm of, like, eugenics, where it's like, well, well and, do you and, want your kid to be blonde and have blue eyes and, and Heil well, Hitler? And there's, there's the question, because how how easy is it to step from getting over yeah, that, exactly. that, that one disease to let's just doctor the baby? Yeah, so that's already really, really interesting. But then you get into this whole like Beyond Meat scenario where we're like, which I like growing our own meat from the yeah. proteins. I feel like that is a much more like yes, like in my brain I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. Like I don't see the negative side effects of that. I I see like oh you where mean it, you just, you want Beyond Meat personally? I guess yeah. I want to go Beyond Meat. Oh okay. In my mouth. I'm going to remain traditionalist and kill my cows. <laughs> <laughs> kill those cows. I don't know. It's interesting. No, it is. It, I, it like, does make me think. It does. In like, Because we don't know the ramifications of doing this stuff. But then I also don't want to be like, like spooky about it. Like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do it. Because like we're going to explore all avenues of like, what we need to do to sustain all the stupid people that are here. It's like, let's all make everyone live for as long as possible, but then we have to <laughs> not, keep not up let... with the demand of everyone living as long as possible. And it's like, no one can ever die ever again. It's just like, where are we really going? That's what it makes me think. Yeah. The moon, bro. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta get th- the ending to this movie is incredible. Like with, with everything that we have talked about so far in terms of like, you know, the kid is made from the same protein that he's eating. It's, it's wild, but you know what? This film really does make you think. And I think that's, 
a great accomplishment of the film is that it's having, it's making us have this conversation. We're literally talking less about the The film film. itself (laughs) and more about the premise and how interesting it is. Even though we were saying a little earlier, it is kind of like not, it's not in the zeitgeist right now. Yeah. It's still fun. Yeah, to think yeah, absolutely. So it's like, like I said, it's it's very fantastic. I think is what we need to look yeah. at it as. Anyway, so throughout the entire movie, this doctor is trying to get a hold of him, and he's putting it off and putting it off and putting yeah, it yeah. off because he doesn't want her to come and take away his kid. And like the running theme through this film, or one of the running plot lines is whenever the doctor first visits them, she eats this dish that Jared was making fun of at the beginning of the the episode. Like it was like pork and apples. The or pork something. and apple pie or yeah. something. Yeah. Anyway, she eats it. They she have an apple it's... orchard yeah. and that, that oh, becomes dude. a big part of this as well. And that's really cool. That is the coolest part of this movie. Oh my God. Okay. Let me just really quickly talk about the ending. His wife leaves him, but he calls her and he, I guess he manages to get the the apple thing or he just makes it from scratch. The apple recipe. He invites this, this lady over or she finally gets a hold of him. He does. He like, cause he's, he's very disheveled the entire movie. So he like trims himself yeah. up and he makes himself look good. And then he explains to her what's happening finally. And she goes up to check on Isaac and Isaac's not there. And then she comes down and then there's this fucking amazing editing moment where she looks at the, the spoon, and then she's starting to realize that oh shit, the Isaac's not here, and he made a silly, he made a weird comment that made her think. And then she looks at the casserole dish, and she's like, oh shit! And then he runs out of the fucking house, and it's a fuck. Oh my, he, it's a handheld shot of him, like so. Whoever this cameraman is is running backwards, and it's um, great. It's so it's good. Really good. It's, and he's like, he falls to the ground, and he like, he he's in a, this moment of exasperation. And he, you hear the lady, she's like, she finds that she, lady scream. She realizes she ate fucking Isaac, but at the same time, he's protein, so why does it fucking matter? Right? And that, that brings up the ethical argument. It's like, if he is not real, if he's made from a protein, is the cannibalism ta- taboo yeah. still viable? Like, I, who, who's to say? And Well, and also, is she going to suffer? Are they both going to suffer from this exactly. this new variation of Mad Cow? But the moment of exasperation, he, and he like just he's like staring off into space, and then he's breathing heavy, and then he looks up and smiles, and it cuts, and it's like, oh my yeah. god, yes! I mean, this ending is spectacular. It, is it so really good. makes the film because this film is a slow burn, and there are definitely moments where I was I was losing the attention, kind of like towards the middle. You're ridiculous. But this really, I know, I know. <laughs> Okay, couple things. First of all, that scene where he calls his wife after he hasn't talked to her in a really long time and asks her for that recipe was amazing. Yeah. That's that's the scene we were making fun of in the beginning. Uh, really, really good scene. Then there's another scene of him. He's walking the apple orchards because he has sold the apple orchard so they can make synthetic apples there. And he was supposed to make a profit off of that. That's It's so crucial that this guy is an ex-organic farmer. Yeah. Who is losing the battle to genetics in two ways. Yep. That's that's crazy. On all fronts, basically. And so he's going to pick up rotten apples that are still left to put in this dish with his son to feed to himself and the lady. But there's a scene where he picks up one of the apples that looks maybe like it's okay. Yeah. And he bites into it. And it's full of worms. So gross. And it's one of the coolest shots in the movie. And he keeps eating it. And I'm like, amazing. Amazing. Oh, so good. For how, like, this movie definitely seems low budget. 
they do a great job it's so, making this movie look slick and the special effects like the bite marks and everything yes, on everybody looks really good dude. all that looks really great every time they enter like and they get harassed by their kid um mm-hmm. just the the wounds they have after is so, like that's that's the monster Again, we we kind of said this earlier, but like you only get to see the aftermath, and what you see in the aftermath is like, what the fuck is this kid doing to them, and why are they letting it happen? Yes, because they could have worn protection after a yeah. while, right? It almost feels like they're letting the kid punish them for their sins because of the guilt they feel. But now, because this this is a running theme where they keep showing the wounds, and they'll cut to them. They got more wounds. That happens so much, it gets a little repetitive for me. I think to break it up, we do like a scene where, you know, he's washing off the blood. You know, that was like, or he's like pulling the tooth out of his arm. That was cool. But then how about another scene where he runs into that room to feed him and he's like super afraid, like hyping himself up to go in there to like take Uh care of him. And then the camera slowly zooming out and you just, you have the door there and you just hear sounds of him struggling and the kids screaming and yelling and it's just like, that's like mm. more ways to convey the horror of what's going on besides just showing wounds. I will agree that like a, a more audible presence of the child would would help this film. More horrific. I don't think that the film is, I don't think there's a detriment to the film because of it, but it would certainly amplify, like you said, the, the horror yeah. of what, yeah. what, what, we're, what we're seeing and what we're hearing. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about those dream sequence stuff that went on? Fucking There's one that's rad. insane. Do Dude, it was, yeah, it? it's fucking Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> like, they, they, I don't want to say they ripped off Jacob's Ladder, but like, he, they, he's strapped down to a gurney. Inspir- and he's going through, he's going through a hallway. And I'm like, this is fucking Jacob's Ladder. It's so cool. So yeah, like, yeah. all right. So the, the dream sequence, it starts in the dark, right? And he's like, kind of illuminated just by like this really high light, this really high backlight. And then these doctors come to get him and strap him down and they fucking do brain. The the lady that is in charge of all this does brain surgery on him and pulls out rats out of his brain. (laughs) It's rats in his head. He's like, Oh, your brain's infested. That's why your son is bad. It's so fucking cool. And she's like, it's so fascinating. And she's just like pulling out these dead rats. Oh my God. Really, really cool. cool. And there's, there's before this escalation of this dream, he has other dreams where it's like, he envisions the door to his son's bedroom, which is like all, it's like covered in like, because the, the son keeps breaking the door down and he has to repair it over and over again. So it's just all this makeshift two by fours all over it. And like the door is sitting out in a field. Yeah. And then just the fear of what's behind it is so cool. And we have like the zoom out and then it catches on fire and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's oh, so neat. It's so good. All those like visuals are really, really fun. And I, I really appreciated it. So, yeah, there's a there is a lot to like about this film for sure. It's just sometimes when we're getting into like there's this other doctor that shows up to help, you yeah. know, and they're having their back and forths that gets a little what happens is things get a little samey from scene to scene. It's almost like we fall into a pattern and I wish that pattern wasn't as prominent. Like you need to, you need to break up these things with like other types of scenes. I see that argument, but it, what you're saying didn't bother me. Okay. Because the doctor, 
he like his mission there was was twofold. He was information dump because we got to know what the mad cow thing was because of him. But he's also this is a separate doctor, right? This was the doctor that was helping with their first daughter who had that illness. He was yeah. trying to prevent her from dying, but he failed. Yeah, and then he's also the the medical voice of reason that introduces yes. ethics back into the argument because if you think about it, they signed away their life because of their loss and their they because of their grief they they signed a paper that basically made them ethically questionable and then the doctor is like what the fuck did you do like he without saying that he says that like he's like you're in i don't want any part of it. at first he's not going to help him i think that's what i like about the film it's like this film calls into question so many ethical arguments and so many taboos that it's just it's a it's a ball of anxiety. Like the whole film is just this ball of anxiety that's like, oh, what what's right, what's wrong? To be fair, a lot of those scenes I did like, and we we learned some stuff because like in the in the beginning of the film, when they're signing the document to to do this experiment with the the evil lady doctor, and she goes, oh, that's what a lovely smell. You know, she starts talking about the apple and pork pie, and I'm like, that seemed very out of place. I'm hoping that's a, like, not a red herring, or, like, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that comes up later. And it does. It, it does. does. There yeah. is a payoff. Yeah. Chekhov's pork pie. <laughs> Chekhov's pork pie. <laughs> but the other thing that's a payoff is that the doc, the other doctor, the Voice of Reason doctor, he talks about how certain tribes contracted a similar disease of mad cow through eating their recently deceased mm-hmm. as a way of releasing their souls. It yeah. was like... A respectful thing and that's through this dad psychosis nicholas is going slowly insane throughout yeah. the film and i love that yeah. it it gives me like almost like a call of cthulhu type of vibe of him just dealing with this ridiculous situation you can't comprehend it and and i think to, to, to really quick just a aside i think that's part of the reason why it's so fantastical like it needs to be it needs to be out of reach because yeah. It's it's not it, it's not real enough for us to like freak out about it, but it's real enough for us to be like, oh, this is affecting this guy, and we're watching what if happens. And like his his reasoning for everything he does is sound for that character, right? Yes. It's not necessarily maybe something you and I would do. Wait, I don't know. I've, I've never been in that situation, but I get it. Like because he's had that loss before, he doesn't want to lose it. He feels like he's failing all over again, and everything is out of his control. And he's like, "Well, okay. Well, how can I? How can I ethically help my son pass on in a respectful way? Well, I'll eat him." <laughs> <laughs> and that's like in his logic. He's just, it gets so warped and twisted that he's, he's totally lost at that point. He's just like out of his fucking mind. Incredible. And the implication that they've started like a whole zombie apocalypse yeah, right? is pretty great too. I love it. It's like all the experiments. She, she says that she's like, like all what? the experiments failed. <laughs> Give yeah, me back your all time. All of them failed. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So insane. And there could one day could be a future where we are doing weird shit like this. I don't know. We're already letting the AI run amok. Who knows, man? If human beings can do it, they're going to. There's like there's no stopping yeah. progress. You know? Yep. So shit. All we can do is uh just eat eat our pie, Dan, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Eat our pie, enjoy the ride. 
final thoughts. I don't know what I'm going to nominate it for yet, but this is definitely a contender mm. for the award show yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've talked me into like, liking back this fucking arrest. Like, dude, <laughs> well, I, I already liked the movie. I already thought it was so good. good. But it's it's certainly a type of film you have to be in the mood for. If you're in the mood for a slow burn drama that just gets like like psychologically See, dist- like more disturbing I, as it I, goes I, on. I respect it. I respect like it as okay. So here's final thought. I respect it as a slow burn. I can see where you think it's a slow burn, but I was so enamored and enthralled by this premise that gets told to you in the first five minutes of the film. To me, it wasn't a slow burn. To me, I'm like, this okay. is fucking crazy. Right. Like, this is amazing. Nice. Um, yeah, that's it, Dan. Guys, you can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on threads at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. That is what Tariq did. Thank you, Tariq. Thank Oh, Tariq yeah. also is a fan of the show. If you guys could just be a fan of the show like Tariq and send us your movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. People, be a fan. I know you're listening right now, but are you a fan? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you've made it this far in the episode, you probably are. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. This was Tariq's first film. What? I'm pretty sure this is his first Bruh. film. Amazing. Bruh. Amazing. You could have fooled me, Tariq. Like, holy shit. So I'm really looking forward to more of his films. Very stoked about that. Uh, what? It's like, an, like a crowning achievement that this was his first. Because, like, mine would be, like... Uh, like a meat monster, you know, like it would be like creature of the black lagoon, but he's made of meat and he chases around like half naked ladies. Like that's the statement I want to make, you know? So Jared Corman. Uh, yeah. It would be called like baloney man. And <laughs> just, it would be just slock garbage. And at least this is like, it's trying to say something, which is better than what I can do. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. Dan, final word. Beware of the Oscar monster! The Oscar Meyer monster! He's going to bite you! We need joke insert here.